0: The urge I have to bite the mic, and I don't understand where that came from. I looked at it, and I was like, "Um, um, um. This is an ASMR podcast now.
1: What is the lore of you wanting to bite microphones? I'm autistic. Is it because...
2: Welcome to Lore Club, where a bunch of friends from all over the internet come together to bring lore from our favorite games, fandoms, and more to life. This is a little bonus episode we recorded a few weeks ago, and you'll notice it is much longer than usual. If you're just here for the performances, don't worry, this isn't canon. But if you want to know a little bit about our experience recording the 36 Lessons of Vivek, our perspectives on world building, and our favorite things about horror, maybe stick around for the chat. At about 41 minutes in, we do a table read of the screenplay for Uwe Boll's Alone in the Dark adaptation. We had a lot of fun with this one, and we definitely want to do more. So if there's something you want to see us talk about in a future table talk or perform, uh, in this sort of loose, unedited way, uh, definitely let us know. You can do that by sending us an email at loreclubvo at gmail.com. That's loreclubvo at gmail.com. Or tag us online anywhere at, uh, lore underscore club. Just lore club. Uh, I think that's it for the intro. Uh, thanks for being here, people. Let me get this started for you. Hey, everyone, here's the intro. Uh, Welcome to Lore Club, where a bunch of friends from all over the Internet come together to bring lore from our favorite games, fandoms and more to life. Uh, Today we are recording a little like bonus episode uh, thing.
1: Um, And we actually just were creating lore.
2: We ju- yes, we just were. We're always I mean, creating honestly. lore mm-hmm. all the time. Mm, yep. Um so to uh start us off. To preface. To yeah, to preface this episode, the um the lore that we are generating here today in this moment, this holy temple that we have created together by congregating in my bedroom.
1: Uh, <laughs> as, as uh, is tradition.
2: I wanted to just go around and for the uh for the listeners slash viewers depending on this, whether or not this is uploaded to YouTube uh, just names and pronouns so they can uh, associate you with the uh, who you are uh, so I'm I'm Joe he they
1: I'm Alexander he him <laughs> I, I don't know uh, that, neat Yeah I know that's,
2: uh, yeah, that that, good. that's that's good no, that was a solid delivery can you can you actually uh, you. take that take that one more time and just a little, like, higher in the register. I want okay. a little more nasality cool. to that.
1: Okay, second so take. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, my name is Alexander, and I use he, and I also use him as pronouns for my person.
2: Okay, now don't know get his. overconfident. Stick to the script. It's just, uh, can, you, can you back it back down just a little bit, a little further into the throat? Just... And, and I, no, no ad libs. That's not time the time first time you said that, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Charlie.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hello there. I am Charles. I use he/him pronouns.
3: I'm Jonathan. I use he eat wait. I'm John. <laughs>
1: You're
3: John. You're John.
2: You're John. <laughs> Jonathan just... is an amorphous uh, ball of of love and, uh, and and death.
3: Oh, thank you. Thousands that's of years <laughs> old. I, I'm, I'm Jonathan uh, He they. Uh,
2: and we've got Alyssa hanging out in the background with without a, a microphone. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Alyssa great. be chillin. Yes, uh, Alyssa be chillin. They're good. Uh, New me. I wanted to. Um, Originally, we were going to we were going to read the the screenplay, which we do have pulled up here, so yeah, we can.
1: If, if you're seeing the video, that's why we all have our phones out. Yeah.
2: Yes, we can we can definitely um, we can definitely get to that. I just wanted to sort of have like a like a nonchalant conversation off the cuff about um, like world building from games, movies, mm-hmm. like world building as a concept. And uh why why we all love it so doggone much. Because uh we do. I feel like this is a this is a group that yeah. we're always having conversations about how cool um the the worlds that you know our brains live in are. To start us off, we've been uh sort of living as as a podcast in the world of Morrowind for a while with the uh thirty-six lessons of Vivek. It's just been a lot of fun revisiting this, like, world from my childhood.
1: That's been really interesting to uh, uh, to read the lines for, um, because uh, very frequently when I do read certain...
0: <laughs> Is on in the closet?
1: <laughs> oh, 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 there's a cat in the closet. Sorry. I
2: love this stupid cat. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alex, continue with uh, the podcast.
1: Uh, very frequently uh, when I would be reading <laughs> lines for that, I would like stop in the middle of, you know, reading lines in the closet like the cat just was mm-hmm. and um and say, Jesus Christ, Joe, like, is, does this really happen in the in the Elder Scrolls lore? I'm like, Holy crap. <laughs> this yeah. is a, 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 a surprise. This is surprising. Like your ca- your casual Skyrim player is not going to look at that. They're not going to read the books. You know that that you can, in in all, in all those games, and that's part of why we're doing this. Yeah, because there's so much there that so many people have not gotten into, and are unaware of. Um, you know, this is canon in the lore. This is canon in that lore. Um, there's so many different lores in. Sure, Elder Scrolls or maybe some other nerdy stuff like <laughs> like World of Warcraft or something. There's a whole lore there. <laughs> Um, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, it goes on and on and it's so interesting and so many people don't get into it, and they should.
2: Yeah, yeah. There are definitely gyms there to un- to uncover if you if you want to take the time. I think that's one of my favorite things about the way uh that like video game lore works in particular, mm-hmm. um, especially in series like the Elder Scrolls, is they have such a deep well of like uh, characters and events. Like there's this whole timeline uh, yeah. to <clears throat> to pull events from that they can uh, that they can use to like add sort of uh, the word that uh, some extremely nerdy people use would be verisimilitude to their setting. Uh, <laughs> this sort of sort of internal consistency.
1: We played with that band.
2: Oh. Uh, There's a band called Verisimilitude. And we played with them. Oh, I don't remember that. Uh, (coughs) I hope they were good. (laughs) Yeah, they were. (laughs)
1: Um,
2: Yeah. uh, When when you have these these like deeper sort of networks of lore uh, in these games and when you focus on that, like from a a game development standpoint, like from the start, it can really add a lot to uh, the final product that like even people who wouldn't uh, who wouldn't necessarily read all of these lore books you can still like sort of get that uh, that like veneer of like internal truth from it as you're as you're playing the game like it rewards uh it rewards the whole like immersion sort of process of like creating a character and living in that world as you can t- complete like the main quest or the side oh. quest or whatever but it also more deeply rewards you if you like choose to take that time and like dive a little more into it
1: that's really cool when uh, um, when a story can can reward you for getting more into it. Um God, what was uh, what was that Tolkien book? Um
2: The Silmarillion?
1: Yes. Yeah. Of course I was going to bring that up. <laughs> um that kind of awards you uh by just giving you more lore because you decided to read more. It makes the characters in the main story stories, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh Feel more significant when when you hear you know I'm Aragorn, son of Arathorn, son of you know well, like all, all that stuff. It's like
2: last of the Numenor or last of the Dúnedain.
1: Then it, <laughs> it 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 has so much more significance um, when you really take in uh, the full story and not just part of it.
2: Yeah, I can sort of go back and and like reframe those those stories that you've already like fallen in love with like yeah. for Morrowind um so I I had read you know a lot of the lore books from Morrowind when I originally played the games mm. but I think I I said this when I uh, when I originally like played through them on the YouTube channel or whatever like I never actually beat the game Morrowind until like a couple years ago when I played through it for for stream I've um, never
1: played Morrowind oh, it's so good
2: it's such an incredible game it's
0: very good
1: I um, played a little bit of Morrowind nice not very far
2: Yeah, I'd I'd love to. We need to get in contact with somebody who worked on that game, because I know we like we know Jonah Loeb at this point, who like worked on Skyrim and some of the super sweet guy, by the way, Uh, incredible guy. I, I, I also want to get him involved in Lore Club somehow, but I don't know. I don't know how or when to do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Get Jonah to read
1: some some Skyrim lore. Yeah, I know. Oh, exactly. Cool. Right? Holy God. Um, yes, please. Like
2: having him voice a character in a dance and fire or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mm. Anyways. Uh, don't let your dreams be memes. So I, I had never, like, actually beaten the game as a kid. And, like, playing through the game again a couple years ago uh, was cool. Um, but you know, it, it was, it was just that it was playing a game and having that experience of playing a game and like, it was fun, like an entertainment output sort of thing just to engage with and like, uh, kill some time, you know, activate some brain cells, um, right. a- as one has to do in this world, uh, <laughs> yeah. with the, you know, the whole everything. <laughs> um, but going back and reading specifically the 36 lessons for, um, for lore club has been really interesting. Because like I always thought the the dynamic between uh Vivek and uh the player character who is the Narivareen uh and Degoth Ur, the like main bad guy, was interesting. And there are like dynamics hinted at and like vague sort of story arcs that I knew of like from the main campaign. But they purposefully never like give you a ton of information um unless you read this literal in-game bible the 36 lessons of vivek that explains like why vivek is the way they are uh and like how that that history comes about and it completely reframes like certain lines of dialogue that dagoth ur has and that vivek has when they're talking to the player character that like when you're playing through initially it's just like this creepy like ooh spooky like there's something something cool here i don't know what the fuck is going on but I'm 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 here for it but like once you know the story it's like oh there's actually like this deep sad story of these characters in a video game realizing their characters in a video game and like failing to ascend to godhood and the way they act is just like a consequence of their personalities and like how they deal with that information of like being immortal beings that are confined to this like game cartridge. Like (laughs) it's wild. uh,
0: I had a lot of fun earlier today, uh, reading to Alyssa, uh, one of the upcoming parts of one of the sermons, uh, Mm -hmm. since I will voice the moon axle, Mm -hmm. um, and reading that and realizing that like (laughs) the intensity of that moment of Vivek killing his child, one of his children Mm -hmm. and like, the way that he writes it, that he grabs a canyon and then, like, a bunch of dogs <laughs> and then blows their souls onto the moon axle until he, like, suffocates and then stabs him? like <laughs>
1: how, how massive oh, can it get, Jesus Christ? Uh-huh. I mean, that's starting biblical yeah. already. Yeah, yeah.
0: like, the, it's it's insane. <laughs> Which is cool,
3: because, like, texture... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, like, uh, I, I, I haven't ever really read the sermons myself or mm-hmm. even played like more so, like this has been kind of my first introduction to it a lot uh, to it a lot um has to a lot to a yeah. lot this has been first introduction <laughs> <laughs> you heard it oh. uh, <laughs> Well, what was I was going to say um but this has been like my first introduction to all of it and it that has been through just like look, listening to the episodes as they've, as they've been uploaded in totality mm-hmm. because <laughs> Um, when I read the lines, I'm just reading my my part pretty much the day of, and I'm not really thinking about what I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's just honesty. <laughs> no, that's okay. But, uh, but like listening to it, like all like coming in, it, it does sound very like religious and holy, like as text, and it's just interesting. Like oh, like people like producing like religious texts of the days, so, like they were just like the world builders of their time. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. No, that's that's yeah, that's uh, something I think about a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. We won't get too into um uh anti theism or anything yeah. like that here. Uh <laughs> anti-theism. probably not the place yeah. for it. Yeah. Uh but uh yeah, it it is interesting once you get into more of these like um reading these these really well fleshed out worlds, specifically worlds that have like a, a cosmology and like an explanation for their cosmology, like you know, their like pantheon of gods or like mm-hmm. how their universe was created, those worlds that like have a canon explanation for those things like um lord of the rings and i've been reading through the chronicles of narnia with uh with my son reese it's uh it's it's interesting i mean obviously those two examples specifically are inspired by christianity so there's a reason they sound the way they sound yeah but um it is interesting seeing those parallels between um like the human need for like uh creating something new and how that emerges as uh these like cosmological systems that these people just come up with in their heads mm-hmm. and like how how easy it would be for something like that, given the right like context and lack of information or like some cataclysm that erases our records and like leaves only this text behind. Yeah, it, it would be so easy for these things to be turned into actual religion. Mm-hmm. And like that's yeah. just how, yeah. I'm already pretty like uh,
1: uh, weren't we just joking about Scientology? Yeah, exa- oh, yeah, exactly.
2: It's 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 so, it's so easy for uh, for something like Xenu to have been like
1: yeah yeah I um, don't
2: know somebody's D and D bad guy.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes to uh, theism, um, uh, not stating anything you know personal or whatever, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, I actually no, I will state something personal. Yes, yeah, I fine. don't really want to have a conversation with like a pastor or something. I don't really want to have a conversation with like a, a, a priest, yeah, but a theologian. That can be really interesting. Oh, I if totally they like agree. tell you about all the different biblical angels and all this stuff, and like you know what these books actually the uh, 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 were saying that I am unaware of because I was never interested in reading them, um, it can become actually very fascinating. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily something I want to believe in. Yeah. But like it's kind of a bunch of cool stories.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I definitely still like research the Bible every once in a while. I mean, I obviously I was raised as a Baptist, but uh you know, so I I know some things. <laughs> um but I definitely still like go back to that well for reference sometimes because like yeah. having that grounded like real real world context for coming up with like how certain uh like like theological like like dynamics would work you know, mm-hmm. between like characters in your pantheon and stuff like that, yeah, um, it's useful to to go back there, and also like stuff like um you know the Torah, the sort of old Testament originally gave us yes. things like numerology and the cabal, which are so interesting to tap into, and specifically like the realm of um like a lot of Japanese creators like mangakas and like in anime reference the cabal all the time, uh which is. I don't know where that overlap comes from, but the shit like uh, Evangelion, like Neon Genesis, uh, is like, its main story is entirely based in the cabal. Like,
0: yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, what's your favorite anime?
0: Um.
1: Yes, I'm only saying that because you brought up uh, Japanese No, that's writer. good. That's, yeah.
0: That
2: is what we call a yeah. segue, sir. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I did be,
3: it. I want to be a basic bitch and say Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> It's Actually, that's good. fine. Oh, also so. my Champli, which is also still Basic Bitch, but very yeah, good, I love
0: those.
3: <laughs> Great soundtracks on
1: both. Um, oh, God, I love the seatbelts.
0: Basic Bitch as well, but especially in terms of world building, Madoka Magica has to be one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Like, the whole idea of, like, the universe like I, I have y'all watched Madoka Magica no no only like one All or right. two
2: episodes that's the one with like the mishmash of art styles and stuff yes right? yeah
0: so it has like yeah. the like drawn art style and then like a lot of the like witches and everything are in this kind of like uh like almost like magazine cutout style Ooh. um it's yeah, super very cool. creepy especially in like the first few like fights and everything it's great but um the whole like concept of magical girls in that universe comes from the idea that. The as the universe is expanding, it's running out of energy. Um, and the I'm, highest, I like, mean,
1: isn't that literally true?
0: Yeah, yeah, but um, but the way that they gain more energy and uh, what they what like these alien beings basically figured out, which is what the little cat is. Oh, okay, uh, he uh, basically they're like society in order to continue and get more energy and everything, they um, have found that the that. Girls at the age of 13 and, you know, in that like puberty area mm-hmm, mm-hmm. have so much emotional energy from going through puberty uh-huh. Um, that if they turn them into magical girls <laughs> mm-hmm. and up that magical, that like emotional energy by putting them through, like killing a bunch of witches uh-huh. until their souls blacken to the point where they turn into witches, the emotional burst that happens is such an insane amount of energy that it like completely like fuels everything that they need to it like, like continue the, the universe, universe expanding yeah huh. and uh-huh. so like they they're just like using these girls as like batteries basically yeah with hmm. the intent of having them like yeah. blacken and die and it's just it's so good yeah. I so love you're it saying so is much
2: no,
1: no, no pa- subtext there
2: no subtext yeah, you're saying the patriarchy was right is, is yeah.
1: Basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Jesus <laughs> Christ <man. laughs> oh my <God. laughs> Uh, 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 personally, I gotta, uh, bring up the works of manga artist Junji Ito. Oh, That's, oh yeah. Uh, I mean, oh, come yeah. on, I think, mm-hmm. I think he's kind of my favorite, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Tomie is great. I haven't watched her. It. whole I little told me yet. story. Oh, sorry. It's pretty we... great. <laughs> the, if I can remember right, the whole thing is that, like, she keeps, like, dying and reincarnating, right?
1: Which is why there's a cycle. Yeah. 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 And, um, not sure how much of that is a spoiler or whatever, but.
0: Uh, That's fine. I'm pretty sure yeah.
1: myself, uh, as uh, many other people, were uh, um, indoctrinated into the world of Genji Ito mm-hmm. uh, because of his short story about the faults. The, oh, uh, yeah. The
0: Amigar faults. That's the only Thank one you. I can yes. yeah. ever think of. I'm getting yeah. a tattoo yeah. of that eventually. Oh. This hole oh. is mine. Yeah. yeah.
3: I, I gotta uh, go over It go ahead, was Alex, made so. for <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. God, just like the holes in the canyon, just people are just like, I, I got to get naked and get into this hole. Like, yeah. I don't, know just, yeah. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, stretch my bones. Go ahead.
2: Maybe <laughs> oh
1: <my> God, <laughs> a- fucking amazing. Speaking of lore, it's like how much could be taken from that particular story? How many short stories are there where you can take so much out of and extrapolate on? Um, I was really interested um, when I... Uh, uh, got into the story of what, what was it, um, uh, Doctor Sleep? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the sequel to The Shining from Stephen King. Uh, that story has so little to do with The Shining, and yet it has so much to do with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You think of The Shining, and you think of Stanley Kubrick, but then like you think of Doctor Sleep, and you, you don't think of that actually. Yeah, yeah, like you're not you're not thinking of Jack Nicholson.
2: Yeah, where mm-hmm. The Shining is sort of like a tone poem in that universe. Yeah. Doctor Sleep is like,
1: it's it's massively, it's a, yeah,
2: it's a, sort of the encyclopedia of that universe. It's like a, it like yeah. it builds all of your different clans and factions and stuff up.
1: Yeah, it's the Silmarillion. <laughs> yeah, uh, but not a prequel. It's a sequel.
2: Yeah,
1: I think shit like that is interesting. Yeah. So like uh, um, that uh, 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 fault uh, mm-hmm. story. What what else could happen in that story?
0: Right. What yeah.
1: happens to the figures yeah, after they come out like, of the yeah. other yeah. side? Yeah. It doesn't say that they die necessarily. Yeah, it
2: leaves it open.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and it's like clearly like were they were they there when like the earth was formed? Like, is there some sort of like. Mm-hmm. Predestiny, or was it mm-hmm. like those were created mm-hmm. and just because it's like it says that they just like showed up there but like did they just show up there due to like some kind of event where they were finally revealed mm-hmm. or was it like the, the aliens came and create them or mm-hmm. something you know like that i love thinking about that there's so much there
1: yeah <laughs> it, it could be anything and honestly so, something i like thinking about uh, uh, when it comes to that story is what if they were already here but humans were created because we went the opposite direction did I just blow your fucking minds? Yeah. <laughs> I always like kind of like more of the abstract of
3: like, it wasn't put there. Like it wasn't made by something else. It just was. Yeah. Like, th- something about that is just more horrifying. Like the the answer is there like there never was one.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. You know, just but, It's just sort of like this
2: chaotic random occurrence. Mm-hmm, of, that
3: is the universe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's also the th- number one tip in horror is just to not <clears throat> reveal that much information. Like that's There's why a- that stays so scary. Yes. <laughs> There's preach, an artist.
3: Preach. Preach. Mm-hmm. There's a. This is just a side thing, but it's related to the, the fault line. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's an artist on t- Twitter uh, that's been, like, drawing Junji Ito comic strips, but, like, emplacing placing King the Hill characters into them. <laughs> and there's this one scene where it's just, like, the fault line. It's, like, boom, power Calling crawling? And it's, like, oh, damn, man, the quick guy on the wall. It's a whole meant for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, for me. Man. I love that. <laughs> and oh, it's really done, good. like, precisely in the style of King of the Hill. And... Junji Ito's like background and stuff perfectly. <laughs> yeah. So what all of this is telling me
1: is that, that we need That balloon looks like my head, dad. <laughs> dad.
2: We need uh we need to put the call out there for for Junji Ito uh the Amigara Fault mm-hmm. fan fiction that includes the King of the Hill characters mm-hmm. <laughs> going on wacky adventures in their post-fault forms uh with the newly discovered Powers I, or something. I love that.
1: I mean, plenty yeah. of canyons in Texas. Like it's, yeah. it, it's. Oh,
2: you're saying we need to shoot this film?
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe.
0: <laughs> I'll shave my head again. I can be Bobby.
1: Thank you, Bobby.
3: Yeah, there's also a scene where, like, he does like different comics, not just The Fault. Um, Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. other other comics of Junitos and of course there's like a scene where just like Hank Hill's just like Whoa
2: <laughs>
1: Oh, the, like everyone. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I love
2: that. Hmm. That's e- great.
1: I'll have to find them and send them to you. Even if Hank Hill isn't necessarily in one of the rewrites, mm-hmm. there should just be like one still. Yeah, that's just him doing that. Doing the bois, <laughs> doing the bois. Yeah, just out of context. <laughs> the As blois, a jump the scare. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he turned the page no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, there's supposed to
3: be a. Uh, there's supposed to be having, like a uh, anime adaptation of a uh, Uzumaki coming out. I think this mm-hmm. year finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting.
2: Yeah. I don't know what that is.
3: It's a. It's, it's a, one of his stories. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: I yeah. wasn't a big fan of the animated Jinji Ito collection because I yeah. feel like adding the animation to it, it it wasn't bad by any means. Like, the animation was very well done, but I feel like it loses a lot of its fear factor whenever they try to animate it. And, like, I feel like that's a lot of it, too, was that it was in color. Oh, really?
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. And I don't... I, did, I didn't like that. Yeah. I know I this like new the one's harsh, black and white. Yeah, I yeah. like the harsh black and white in the manga. It really yeah. helps.
1: Uh, the Chia Roscuo.
0: Huh?
1: That's an art style from the Renaissance from Italy. Nice. And it's the um, it's harsh uh, um, uh, black and white. It's huh. not. Ju- that's why. That's why people <laughs> say um, um, <laughs> um, movies like uh, I, I don't know, name, name an old movie, uh, the, the Philadelphia Story or something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's an old black and white movie, but like, it's really just gray. It's really just desaturated. The
0: Cask mm-hmm. of Amont. Citizen Kane, (laughs) Uh, Nosferatu.
1: Actually, you're bringing up good examples of movies that are not just you know gray, but they have depth. Uh, Yeah, like like really harsh, dramatic uh, uh, changes of black and white. Um, uh, Was typically used in a lot of Dracula. Yes, old horror film noir. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was yeah. That, Did
0: I get yeah. the year right? Did I get the- <laughs> uh, some
1: German uh, impressionist? Uh, Thirty. Um, I think it might have been thirty-two. Okay. It was I know right. it's
0: somewhere in the thirties. <laughs> it was the right
1: decade yeah. for sure. I don't know. You might be right. I yeah. don't remember. Uh, I do remember that. Uh, um, uh, Murnau's Nosferatu was nineteen twenty-two. I know that because earlier this year we had the hundred-year celebration.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, oh wow. Uh, Good for him. To and
1: that the end, lead actor was named Shrek.
2: Wow. To that end, and to your point, I think there's something to be said for um, a lack of fidelity when you're trying to tell specifically a horror story. But I think it, it also translates to a lot of different genres. Like when you have those sort of like uh, black and white, very few frames like you would have in a comic and stuff like that, the... Or or even, like, going back to just text. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot that the brain can do for fills in. filling in those gaps that can be even more effective. Like, it gets more and more difficult to tell an effective, truly terrifying story the more fidelity you have to work with, if that yeah. makes sense.
0: Because I feel like, for me, like, one of the things, like, I, I don't know, maybe this is just one of the, like... <laughs> neurodivergent processing things. But like whenever I read comics, especially like it feels like, like I can't process movement between the panels. It feels like strobe lights. Like mm. that's how I like read comics like the, the movement in between is kind of blank and so like horror okay, works okay. really well in comic form for me because like yeah especially whenever you have yeah. like movement of like non-human things or like human-esque creatures yeah it's like whenever you have that m- like movement and everything like there's it feels like it's just like lurching closer and everything yeah you get yeah, like, like jerky I, yeah, motion, yeah like in your there's head. no yeah and i know that like there are things like that that, you know, in the Junji Ito animation that, like, w- as soon as that movement was filled in and, like, it was like, oh, it's just, it's just walking, you know, or yeah. it's crawling or something like that. Like, my brain could visualize it in a way that wasn't it just, like, jumping at me. And, like, that completely took away the fear factor for me.
1: That reminds me of something. Um, okay, so uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, recent horror games, uh, Visage, I am on a mm-hmm. current second playthrough of mm-hmm. it Um, because I want to, you know, reprocess uh, uh, the whole second half of it. Um, But uh, there are three different ghosts in it, right? And you got to, like, go through, like, this haunted house and experience the various stories of these people who who passed away in the house due to horrific, horrific circumstances. Um, And these three different ghosts uh, are wildly different in how they will... Uh, activate because mm-hmm. they attack you as you're trying to find their story and, mm-hmm. and go through that and go through the different events and you know one character is uh, you know little girl with long black hair you know like very kind of like Japanese spooky ghost yeah. story kind of thing very grudge and, yeah and when she is showing up you know when she's around about to kill you you hear her voice you know like it's, it, it's very speaking of Japanese it's very juon it's very the grudge you know, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Takashi Shimizu. Uh, you know, you hear that uh, that kind of vocal yeah. fry coming closer and closer towards you. Okay, that's one hot. And she's th- <laughs> the little girl Joseph.
2: Oh, sorry. Whoops. Uh, nope.
1: <laughs> just Fuck, cut that one out. Uh, fucking just, whoopsie. Bleep, bleep that word. Uh, I didn't say anything. <laughs> the, the other character is an old lady. Maybe more of your style. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just kidding, we're the same age. Okay. Uh, But but like when she is coming towards you to try and kill you, you just hear like this radio play. And Charlie, similar to what you were saying, Mm -hmm. she just like appears, 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 closer and closer and closer to you. Now, here's why the third chapter wasn't as effective. Because that ghost, that story of this man, I wanna say Raken, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it was a horrible story of this man who was hospitalized and 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 he lost mobility of his legs he has to use these crutches whenever he shows up to you and he's coming at you you just kind of see him moving with the crutches yeah
0: mhm
1: it is it's so easy to go around him like we were uh-huh. doing in Resident Evil yeah. 7. I was going to bring that up next. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it is so easy to do that. You see him coming up it, like you hear the spooky music come on and like oh no, the ghost is going to come out. And you just see this dude like I'm going to get you. I'm going to oh, get God. you, oh, man. Dude, <laughs> it's so it's, sad. it just doesn't it just mm, it just doesn't work as a threat, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: You just feel bad for him. Yeah,
1: not, you're just like, man, God, g- g- give me a
2: hug. Come on. Yeah, not to rest. mention the the trope of using a disabled person to be like a creepy, you know. There, there's, yeah. to, there's that, yeah. and also
3: it's like, you're, the, the fear of like a ghost is like, they're going to grab you. Yeah. Like his hands are occupied, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. like not not <laughs> no even not like, as a joke, like, seriously. No, like, totally you're right. Yeah, like, what's the fear yes. he's going to let go of a crutch? God, that's like, like, you know, like, was he gonna like, let <laughs> go and then grab you? Like, he can't stand. He needs the crutches.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or is his free hand.
2: Yeah. Oh. But like, if he was floating or something, or yeah. you gave him, like, tank treads, mm-hmm. then,
0: yeah. Tank treads? Tank treads. That, yeah. that
1: offers a
3: wonderful mental image. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Like, it would be a different thing if, like, he was, like, missing limbs, but, like, as a ghost, like, the, like the Phantom limb like, kind of comes and goes out of, like, existence That's at a fucking random. cool idea. Yeah. 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 And so, then like, you could be... have
0: more of that kind of, like, jitter- jittery Exactly. Romantic. Like,
3: like yeah. when's he going to be, like, full, like, complete, like, form, you know? Like, sometimes he's, like, like, they could be interesting to animate even. like It gives like, you the opportunity. When's he going to be
1: full form? That's very yeah. um uh, Hellraiser 1. Clyde oh, yeah. Parker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: And it gives you
2: the opportunity to flesh out that character. Like, if you're going to include this character with a disability, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, you can then make that a part of the mechanics of, yeah. you know, tell their story of their experience as a ghost or zombie or whatever the fuck they are uh, through that movement. is like a sign. What were you going to say, Josh? Um...
0: D- Big game spoilers. If I shouldn't talk about it, then I won't say uh, the game first. Silent Hill Downpour.
1: Okay. Oh, oh, sure. Go for spoilers
2: it. for Silent Hill Downpour.
0: Spoilers <laughs> for Silent Hill Downpour. Spoilers. Um, for down- so, like, <laughs> the, in the way of like fleshing out a character that is like disabled and the part of them being disabled makes them a little creepy and like <laughs> giving <laughs> some kind of justification for that. <laughs> um, Silent Hill obviously, like every game, deals with trauma. Um, and Silent Hill Downpour. Hey, downpour. Referenced a reference to
1: Pyramid Head. Hey. Yeah, hey. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, which, you know, they then used in Homecoming, even though that wasn't related to that guy's trauma at all. Yeah. But anyway, in mm-hmm. um, Downpour, uh, in random parts, you see this, like, really, like, gross-looking kind of person in a wheelchair, and they just kind of pop in, and they, like, you have a sequence where you can kind of, like, look at them, and then they just kind of go away. And you don't get any answers on what they are or anything until like the very end of the game where you figure out that like the reason that you keep seeing this little weird fleshy thing in a wheelchair is because it's the father of this lady. He was a cop in the Mm -hmm. prison that you were at and you had to murder him at one point because he caught you trying to murder the person who like murdered Murdered his wife, I think. I don't remember. Murder yes. but the murderer, like, who murdered yeah, the, mur- yeah, yeah, murder the murderer. murder, murder, murmur. Murd- murd- yeah. uh, <laughs> but yeah, and so like, my <laughs> heart, the heart murmur. Um, but yeah, it's so, like it was. It was nice because like they kind of flushed that out and like, like. You're seeing the way that you left that man because he didn't die. You didn't kill him. He was just left to be a vegetable.
2: Yeah, this and is a consequence of your actions. Yes. And you have to deal with the horror of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. like okay. now do you remember?
1: That's actually very interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. You get You
2: did it. a yeah. murder, now you
3: have a murmur.
1: Yeah. You yeah. have to talk <laughs> to the murderer. You must remember this. Yeah. You have to remember <laughs> um, okay, so that leads to an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Where does the depiction of people with either physical disabilities or m- mental disability, uh, especially or, mental or, or, asylums are in or in like any or kind of. or neurodivergencies form. or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. when does that stop being an interesting depiction of the human experience in a fictional narrative form and start becoming exploitive?
2: I don't think there's a hard line for anything like that ever in anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think okay. that it. Ha- anytime you're dealing with any kind of exploitation, like I mean, obviously, um, you know, there's something to be said for all of us here talking about that. Like, I mean, many of us are neurodivergent. Um, I got something going on. I don't know. Yeah, it is. exactly. <laughs> it was, we got our own like mental stuff to deal <laughs> yeah. with, but you know, none so of the- us are like physically handicapped in any way or anything like that. Yeah, I don't think there's a there's a hard line for any of that, and I think that uh, that's a good thing. I, th- I think that it's important to take those things mm-hmm. on a case by case basis. It, oh yes, absolutely, case by case. Yes, for sure. Well, because uh, if if there were, you know, if you could like consult some book that says like this is what's okay, this isn't, you stop having to engage with the concept at its face. Like, you know, you it's just like this is right, this is not okay, nobody has to think about this anymore. You can't sue us as if we don't include this particular depiction, but you can if... Uh, and
1: that's why we read the Bible, right?
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, All right, we did it, Reddit. <laughs> Portray <laughs> others' mental illnesses as you would want your mental illness to be portrayed. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, oh,
1: fuck. God damn. No, but you, you know God what I mean. Yeah, those, like, uh, it, there's, it, there's, it,
3: there's, like accurately depicting something and oh, then cartoonishly like mm-hmm. exaggerating it and just you know making a thing out of it
2: well and even those cartoonish yeah. exaggerations can be valid if yeah. it's if it's allowing you to uh engage with that subject matter in a way that like increases your understanding or you know advocates for the group or and, you know causes and,
3: yeah spread some awareness and, and there is some form for like needing to exaggerate someone and like in, like, mediums, like, film. Yeah. It's like, that way people can kind of, like, easily understand what they're seeing. Like, I they may not, you know what I mean? Like, you can't yeah. just have it very subtle all the time because sometimes you got to be obvious so the viewers can, like, get, like, oh, okay, I understand. Mm-hmm. You know? It has to be right in their face.
1: I think that the general line should be whether or not it's clearly mocking people, you mm-hmm. know, for, for mm-hmm. no reason. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't mean, like, for the purposes of, like, a stand-up comedy routine or yeah. something or like a bit you know like y'all know the offensive stuff that i've said yeah <laughs> you know, live on stream not not even going into the stuff i've said in private got a bunch of white men here it's, yeah <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> just a bunch of white he's. <laughs> but um, but you can you can tell intent and and if and if someone is is trying to mock an individual that is um that has uh less privilege so to speak mm-hmm. you know differently abled maybe you know yeah if you're being an asshole i can tell you're being an asshole yeah I think yeah, that's yeah,
2: point. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah 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 no I, I i totally agree that is um yeah as a rule of thumb you shouldn't you shouldn't be mocking <laughs> you shouldn't be an asshole. <laughs> and it's and it's hard <laughs> yeah. to tell whether you know in certain cases whether that's mocking unless you're Engaging with it on that that deeper level and actually trying to examine, you know, what's being, what's being said there. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Stories are interesting. Y'all want to read a story?
2: Before we get into that table read, I just wanted to say a big thanks to Alex, Charlie, and Jonathan for the talk, it was really fun. You can find links to all their stuff in the show notes, as well as the screenplay which uh, you're about to hear. Next time we'll be returning to the 36 Lessons of Vivek with Sermon 11, so get subscribed if you aren't already. Also, the plan is to have these episodes up on YouTube as well, so you can see everyone's Beautiful faces. If you're not already following us there, you can find that link in the show notes, like everything else, at thefanet.com slash lore club. That's T-H-E-F-A-N-E-T.com slash lore club. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm gonna assume that Burke is like a, a standard like grizzled guy. Yeah.
0: Can I give Hudgens or uh Al, Aline like a like a like a Absolutely. Like a Valley Girl kinda Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yas.
0: yes,
1: yes. Um, definitely actually
2: that. Can you do that for all of the people you <laughs>
1: uh,
0: yes. Yeah. Actually
1: or practically. Can you switch those?
2: Me make Burke a valley a valley girl?
1: I can do that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like d- just as an idea. Yeah. What does Hudgens have to do with this? <laughs> Please.
2: Um. <laughs> Can you start with on mm-hmm. page sixty eight? An orphan is attacking Agent Miles.
1: <laughs> so, so we just doing we just doing dry read. Yep.
2: Let's just fucking do it. Let's just go.
1: <laughs> Fuck okay. I'll do it live. Okay. Lore <laughs> club
2: table read. Yep, extremely right. professional.
0: I think you just have to start from the top of page sixty eight because that's a lot.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's go ahead and do that. Ah. <laughs> uh, okay. Charles, you can do Carnby.
0: I'm gonna do the like y'all know the epic rap battles.
1: Uh-huh. Of history?
0: <laughs> I, I hate it. That's going to be Carnby. I hate it.
1: Terrible. I, I hate ERB so far. Fu- it, it's one of the worst YouTube channels. I it's love so it bad. so
0: much. Uh, I just mm-hmm. remember being no, like incorrect. eight and hearing somebody told Cleopatra mm-hmm. that she had a seven-year itch, and I was like, what's that? Uh,
1: yeah, okay, no, that's clever, but it's still one of the worst. Oh,
0: yeah, no, it's the channel. worst, I hate yeah. It.
1: This I hate is it so much.
2: unbiased news media <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Up Wait. yours liberals. <laughs>
2: Up yours woke more Up yours, smoke morelist. <laughs> Jonathan. Let's we'll just... see who cancels whom. He's got the <laughs> he's got the JV Peterson down so so well.
1: Okay. Can you do uh, Jordan, Can you do the Jordan Peterson voice for your character?
2: Okay, <laughs> yes, I guess oh, I am. Please now. do. Uh oh and to be clear oh, sh- I, Hold on, I gotta find where I am. it looks like we are in Carnby's loft.
0: With an orphan.
2: Okay. Yes. Or maybe we're in the headquarters control room. It's unclear the way this uh, screenplay is structured, which of those interiors we're meant Ooh. to be in at this point in time.
1: Let's be clear. This is the masterpiece from Uwe Boll. Yes. Alone in the Dark. Amazing. Starting at scene 68 mm-hmm. in the middle of the screenplay. As the orphans attack, they make quick work of many of the agents. Glowing bullets fly around everywhere. The screams of agents being torn apart mix with bursts of automatic gunfire. We're a radio show. Can we we
0: throw a Wilhelm scream in?
2: (laughs) Yeah, sure. That's the only sound editing I'll do to this episode. (laughs) Oh, wait.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Carnby, and, what the fuck name is? It? Carnby. Carnby. Sorry, Carnby and, Al- and Aline stay together, dodging the attacking orphans and firing into the darkness. An orphan rises up behind Carnby. He spins and shoots her in the side, but she just keeps coming. Oh no. Carnby shoots the orphan again, this time, dead center in the chest. The Orphan collapses, dead. Carnby checks the corpse. The bullet came out the other side. A mixture of red blood and black sticky ooze drips from a bullet hole right over orphan. the Orphan's spine. Carnby grabs the comlink off the body of a dead agent.
0: All agents, you've got to kill the organism to stop them! Aim for the spine!
1: Cross the loft. Burke listens to the comlink. An orphan is attacking Agent Miles. Burke takes careful aim and shoots the orphan in the back, right on the spine. The orphan falls over, dead.
2: Confirmed. Spinal shot's a kill shot.
1: With this information, the agents quickly gain the upper hand against the Orphans' attack. The Orphans are fast and deadly, but they have no organization. Now that the agents have a handle on this new threat, their precision and speed returns. Soon the battle is over. Dozens of bodies of dead agents and dead orphans lie littered around Carnby's destroyed loft. Only Carnby, Aline, Burke, Miles, Bar (laughs) Chats more people than I thought. Chung, Marco, and Turner remain alive. Burke's and Carnby's eyes meet. Burke approaches Carnby. The other agents all stand by, waiting for an order from Burke. Aline watches them, ready to step in. Scene 69, Burke, content.
2: You remember the one rule they teach you in 713 training? Trust your instincts.
1: Burke and Carnby face off.
2: Fisher's missing, so is Hudgens, and I've got a situation brewing that makes this scrap look like a, <laughs> look like a bar brawl. What does Hudgens have to do with this? That's what I want to find out. I need you both to brief me in the air.
1: Burke turns to walk off, but then stops. He turns back to Carnby. Burke holds out his hand.
2: Oh, and Carnby, I'll need my ID back.
1: Carnby smirks. He pulls out Burke's ID card and hands it back to him. Lots of scenes happen. Scenes 127. Be- I'm not reading all that. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, uh,
0: There's like a bunch omitted and a bunch incorporated into other scenes, apparently.
1: Omitted. Incorporated. O- omit. This is awesome. We can
2: uh, move on to page 70. Uh, exterior mine. Night.
1: Exterior mine. Night. A massive, long abandoned structure built directly against the face of a mountain. Really. Hmm. 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 Interesting. This is the entrance of. This is the entrance hall of Britannia Mine. Seven hundred and thirteen agents. Or is that seven one three agents? A, yeah,
2: I think it's like a class. <laughs> okay,
0: no, okay. There's seven hundred
2: thirteen <laughs> agents. <laughs> no, there's there's hundreds of them. That's a lot. Okay, that's a lot. I know that right.
0: they said that only like eight people were left a second ago, but. There's 713 of them. They call in reinforcements. Listen,
1: I mean, I know it's 713 now, but uh, it's our lore club, all right? There are 713 agents who mill about, setting up perimeter defenses. Humvees are being positioned as barricades. Large spotlights are being set up to illuminate the area with power cables uh, leading inside the entrance hall. It's a cold read, alright? Yeah, no, you're good. Agents Barr, Chung, and Marco are part of the team outside, setting up the defenses. The 713 helicopters, <laughs> I'm just making it plural. Uh, carrying Carnby, Aline, Commander Burke, and Agents Miles comes down. They they all come down. All of them. All of the, <laughs> all all of
2: the agent smiles. <laughs> the
1: mini- See, that's all- not
0: the mistype you're thinking. It's actually Agent Smiles. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It's a happy movie. <laughs> With a bunch of orphans being shot in the spine. <laughs> They're smile bullets. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Laughter
0: is the best medicine!
1: <laughs> that's right. Yep. <laughs> for a landing next to two other helicopters, 750, already sitting in front of the mine. The moment the helicopters touch down, Burke leaps out, barking into his (laughs) comm Carn (laughs) Carnby, (laughs) Aline, and Miles exit after him. Crash, what are you reading? Rash. Not capitalized, by the way. Uh-huh. Rash swivels in her chair, processing data, making adjustments to sensors, and checking out the information, scrolling across the bank of monitors. She wears a headset. <laughs> <laughs> that's world building right there.
2: I'm
3: sorry <laughs> we're We're practically off the scale, Commander. <laughs> Wait, shit. hold on. No, that's perfect. <laughs> We're practically off the scale, Commander. This this is unprecedented.
2: I initiate, should I initiate contingency nine alpha? The military? We don't have time to wait for them to mobilize.
3: Is that a negative, Commander? <laughs> oh, Burke, uh,
1: Burke leads Carnby, Elaine, and Miles into the entrance hall.
2: No, initiate nine alpha on my authority but I won't hold my breath. By the time this clears defense council, we'll be dead or drinking.
1: Woo! Woo, <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl. <Yeah. laughs> Interior, mine entrance hall. Mm-hmm. Rusty construction vehicles. De- de- detritus, what? Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right. And rubble lie discarded throughout the hall. Several shafts have been dug into the mountain. Narrow paths lead up the slope. Agents scurry around, setting up the defense system. The main position is set up just inside uh, the entrance to the hall. Barks, uh, Bar- Burke, and Miles My- <laughs> <laughs> enter, followed by Aline and Carnby.
0: We've got three perimeters of flash mines. Gatling guns are set to electromagnetic motion tracking, and every available agent in the vicinity is here, but Commander... I know,
2: Miles, but backup won't make it before sunrise.
1: Several raised platforms stand in the middle of the hall. On one platform, Agent Turner helps two agents unload a large, gold-plated generator from the back of a Humvee. Generator will be on shortly, sir. Burke nods to Turner, and he and the others walk by Carnby and Aline. Get into step with Burke and Miles.
0: Looks like you're going to war.
2: We are. The highest Xeno concentration on record is closing in on this location. This could be our chance to wipe them out once and for all.
1: A tunnel, carved directly into the rock wall of the mine, leads off into darkness. Carnby stairs down at the tunnel. Please do the oh, same, vo- do the same oh. voice. Yeah, the Peterson.
3: We need to go down there! <laughs> uh, that what? It. They're coming here for a reason. Until we know wor- what they're after, they're never really going to be able to stop them. We must... <laughs> we must stop the woke agenda. <laughs>
1: yep, that's right. Agent Miles consults. <laughs> <laughs> Agent Miles consults his <laughs> hands. Help, <health> Armator. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just the entire rest <laughs> of the raid is just you, doing the just, just, voice. Just, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, all right, I'll, later. <laughs> Bye, guys.
0: <laughs> Something's definitely down there, sir, but there's too much interference to get a clear reading from here.
1: Miles looks at Burke expectantly. Ew. <laughs> Carnby and Aline watch him as well. Burke looks conflicted.
2: God damn it, Miles. You're in charge of perimeter defense. Nothing gets in or out until we find out what's down there.
1: Exterior of the mine. Batteries of flesh mines, uh, mines, you know, flesh that explode, mines. Fle- flesh mines flesh that explode with a burst of a uh, uh, blinding light. You know, it's that,
2: like the that, opposite of a flashlight. <laughs>
1: That's just a dildo. They they set set to electromagnetic sensors, and they are being positioned in a wide perimeters around the entrance hall. Yeah, a bunch of other shit. All right, and uh, fucking I don't know. um, uh, Scene omitted. Whatever. I'm skipping down to the very end. (laughs) I'm finishing this bit up. Uh, 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 Carnby and Aline walk, uh, carefully down a pitch-black tunnel and illuminated only by the, their lights. Uh, Jonathan, can you please read that last paragraph? Along with them, Commander Burke, and Inns Barr, and Mirko. they each carry
3: assault rifles with lamps and mounted on them. Their visors are down.
1: <laughs> okay, and that is Alone in the Dark. <laughs> yeah, so
2: that's basically, that's... Canonically how that movie goes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'm pretty sure that's uh, the most faithful retelling... one could possibly do of uh, such a piece of media. Yep. I, th- I think that's, that's about right. as accurate as, as we could possibly get with these four microphones yep. in this, uh, holy temple again, that we that, have created that, here. That spectacular um,
1: film, the screenplay written by Boopity and Bopity and directed by Uve Boll. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yep. Okay. I feel like, I feel like we do need to, uh, I'll put them in the show notes. Uh, they're probably much better people than Uve Boll is. <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, maybe, yeah.
2: Um, yeah, so I think that's a that's a good that's a good place to stop for this one. Um, I think okay. we had a lot of good discussion. I do want to next time we do one of these, I do want to talk about Resident Evil some uh, because we definitely could have gone in that direction.
0: I wanted to talk about Resident Evil, but I know too much. I know more than you know, and yeah. I can't talk about the things that I know. <laughs>
2: maybe that's maybe that I need to get a good ways yes. into RE eight before we uh, yes. do a full.
1: I'm- i've seen a full playthrough of resi 8 Same. can we uh,
2: maybe uh, can we do I, that can we uh, once i play through the rest of the resident evil games can we do like a deep dive into resident evil for an absolutely
1: hmm, yeah sure right absolutely. On. Uh, I, I mean am... i personally only know the stories of seven and eight honestly okay
0: and... i know some like i know a decent amount from mm-hmm. like one through three barely know anything about four five and six i know that they're bad um I know so, that so you know sucks. everything. You're
1: about I, to know I disagree, everything. I
2: disagree that six is bad. I think six is one of my favorite games of the series, and I know that's a hot take. Go ahead. Leave, it's, it's not
0: leave my your cup comments. Of tea. It's not my cup uh, of tea.
1: Limbo has a brilliant ending. It's a 10 out of 10. It's poetry.
2: <laughs> disagree.
1: You, want, you uh, want to talk about <laughs> hot takes? Yeah, <laughs> I got your hot takes
0: right here. Uh, stray might be the best game of 2022, and that's my hot take.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that a, a, a the Korean game about the stray cat?
0: Yeah,
2: I think it's French, actually. I don't, I don't know really. where it comes yeah. from. I just
1: I saw know that I play a cat
0: and a little robot named B12.
1: I saw some clips from it. I thought I saw like some some Korean lettering. On it the
2: does set. look a little bit like Korean lettering, but that's just a yeah, it uh, like it's, it's the robot. That's alphabet, just how French yeah. looks. Use.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. That's you know what the
0: French looks exactly. Man, my vision is south. going out. damn... <laughs> The amalgamation of garbles that you have to make to speak French is just the, the lettering yeah. as well. Yeah,
1: it's actually yep, the letters
2: are shaped like what your tonsils are supposed to do yeah. to make French words. Yeah, that's yeah. right. No,
1: they, people have put cameras down people's throats when they speak French, and it just looks like uh,
2: it's just squares and straight lines. It's, it's it, it, unnatural. It, it 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 looks weird, man. It's, very, it's they're inhuman. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. degenerate. That's all that I have to say that's
0: yeah. It's <laughs> you know, I think. Uh... Uh, <laughs> whenever,
2: <laughs> you heard it here first on lore club whenever, uh, thank you for listening yeah, uh, yeah, this for has listening. been uh, a great a great thing and we will do it again I'm definitely going to have fun editing this hour and a half of conversation that we have had I, I'm in love um, with it it's it's good I, I miss these days of, of our podcasting career and I'm glad to see it uh, glad to see us having a bit of a return to form Woo. um so uh, yeah, let's. if uh, uh, Jonathan, uh, just say uh, what I do. Yeah, and and like where they can find your stuff. We'll we'll put it in the show notes. What I do
1: then. is Boo.
3: <laughs> I'm Boo. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. I have art. I make art. Sometimes there's art.
0: <laughs> and Charlie. Um. I am Charles. I uh. Choco milk on. Twitch and Instagram. At some point, I'll start streaming. I got away from my mic stand to come in. Hell yeah, that's gonna happen very soon.
1: Yes, with with two zeros and two uh, eyes. Yes,
0: the on the on the Dispelling Twitch.
2: Spelling is weird. It'll on be the in the Twitch. Show.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Twitch. It's two zeros and two eyes, but uh, you'll figure it out. What even is brand
1: <laughs>
2: recognition?
0: I don't have any.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm new at, to this. Um, <laughs> Alexander Alston on Spoofy and <laughs> and Camp. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Amazon Music and uh, the other stuff. Probably and, some of those places. Uh, AutoZone. Uh, and AutoZone. <laughs> yeah. um, get in the zone. AutoZone. Oh. Oh. Um, oh. O'Reilly's. O'Reilly. Auto parts. <laughs>
2: <Jill. laughs> and I'm Joe. Joseph R. Strom everywhere. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, we love you. Bye. <laughs> Kisses for
0: everyone.